us here real quick. We're going to be talking today a little bit about the issue with the birds out there. Things going on. Seems kind of crazy. We're also going to talk a little bit about Captain Honors. He's the Navy captain who was relieved of his command due to some videos that he made. And then finally, we're going to talk about regifting since it's the holiday season and people got gifts. And what do they do sometimes? They regift them. So let's get right into it. All right. Uh, so let's do okay. the podcast today. What's on the uh, What's on the topic? Uh, uh, we were going to do the regifting. Okay. And I want to talk about the Captain Honors today. Sure. And, and I believe we're also talking about the birds issue, <laughs> or, which really is more than just birds now, isn't it? Now it's fish, millions of dead birds. And dead fish found in Maryland, Brazil, and other parts. I thought all these things Maryland. happened in Arkansas. Well, why don't we start off and we'll talk straight about the bird, the well, all sorts of dead animals, all in Arkansas, right? Yeah, and Louisiana. Oh, and Louisiana. Yeah. Wow. So, what is what's a, a breakdown of what's going on? Actually, even more is going on. So, what? Yeah. What have you heard? The thing that I heard, apparently in Sweden, there was another mass bird death, but these at least were different kinds of birds. The remarkable thing about the Arkansas one was that they were all red-winged blackbirds, 3,000 of them. Wow. That's a lot of dead anything. So, and have them, like, rain out of the sky, I don't know. It's just a little crazy. So, have you read anything about it? Why is this going on? Um, you know, I read a little snippet yesterday in, in on a Time magazine Twitter feed that said, you know, this isn't very, this isn't all that unusual, and that there's been about 16 different mass bird and fish deaths around the globe in the last 20 years. So, on the fish front, they think it's like some kind of specific disease because the fishes all seem to be the same fish that died. So, usually a uh, one specific parasite or something affects that kind of fish badly. So that's why there would be only those fish that are deceased. Or in the colder months like we've had and the cold winter that we've had, there can be cold snaps in certain ponds or lakes or rivers. I think it was rivers that these fish washed out of um, that can instantly kill the fish too. So it's really, I mean, who's to really say? And they think the birds died from the, um, uh, fireworks on New Year's, but I, I just don't. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I, I'm not buying that either. Uh, and CNN reports now two million fish have turned up dead on the banks of the Chesapeake Bay. I mean, what? How many? Two million. Hold on, I'm two clicking this million. link. Yeah. Really? That's a lot of fish. Uh, yeah, two million. A million. National causes. Well, you cold know what? water stress, yeah. Cold water, really? Cold water stress? Cold water stress exacerbated by a large population of the affected species um, appear to be the cause of the chill. 
And this investigation comes days after the deaths of an estimated 100,000 fish, 100,000 fish, in northwest Arkansas. But authorities suspect disease there. Yeah, they said, um, what was it, that not only that, uh, there was the fish, the fish kill was in uh, Arkansas? Or, yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I think it was in, yeah, those were in Arkansas as well. So I guess hmm. the, the remarkable part is that in Arkansas alone, the fish and birds died. I think in Louisiana it was just just birds or just fish. Hmm. And this Maryland thing seems to be just fish. Yes, there's millions of fish found dead in Maryland, Brazil, and other parts of the world. That's yeah. crazy. And, of course, all the Jesus freaks are thinking it's the apocalypse, right? Well, what do you think? Because I, I, I know you're not a Jesus freak. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I know I'm not a Jesus freak, but um, I personally don't think that any of us are going to get out of this world that easily and that there's not going to be a sudden apocalypse. Um, I, I assume if there is something bad that's going to happen, it's going to be long and drawn out. So, we, you know, we may not know when it starts. But just a little to know when it ends. I, I don't buy into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. But, I, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Whatever it is. I mean, I, I'm kind of wondering if it's something we did to ourselves. You know what I mean? That oh, we sure. Create, we've created this environment through maybe some sort of chemicals that we use or whatever it is. I mean, I don't believe that global warming or something like that, just, you know, a, a half a degree over the last year between last year and this year or something caused it. But but they do say that things like this have happened over the you know, recorded history. And this is not some sort of unusual event. Yes, but this seems, has happened before. Yeah. It just I seems think, crazy. Okay, here's my crazy black helicopter theory, okay? Okay. Is that the Republicans are now taking over and the, the birds are falling from the sky or whatever. And I, I swear to God, somebody could use that in their campaign about how we, you know, good thing we elected these guys because they're going to stop all this craziness and stop the apocalypse. And I just have a feeling they're going to use it somehow in their reserves to, to demonstrate to their religious base that they're going to handle the situation somehow. Yeah. You think so? I don't know. It's right up their alley. <laughs> I oh, haven't heard Glenn, Glenn Beck talk about it. I'm sure he's mentioned it at some point, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you kind of try to stay away. Even the craziest people do try to stay away from things that uh, will make them look overly bizarre because they even still, <laughs> they, they still want to have some some final element of mainstream uh, media keeping them okay. Yeah. They have a little bit more um, – they're a little bit more savvy than we give them credit for that they realize that they can't make those giant leaps. I think that they know that if they go the religious route and stuff like that, then they become a religious broadcaster and they want to be a political person and have that political bent so they stick with the politics. As soon as you start bringing the religion into it, then you become a preacher and then it takes on a whole other, you know – yeah. Well, I I hope that's true. I just have a feeling someone's gonna 
do something about it. <laughs> oh, it definitely could happen. There's no doubt. It could happen. I guess, but what, I mean, those, these are, fish coming out of the water is a sign of the apocalypse, but birds falling out of the sky isn't, right? What are the, uh, you know, I, I couldn't begin to tell you because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's the Google believe, signs of the apocalypse. I don't believe in that stuff. Right, exactly. We have a prohibition against believing in apocalyptic uh, events. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Not not something. Let's see. Four horsemen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, War, okay, we have that famine, that's always got that. Death, visions of martyrs, I don't see that. Cosmic disturbances, the sun turns black. Remember we had that that uh, lunar eclipse last week. The moon turns blood red. Yeah. Interesting. Well, all right. <laughs> so I guess there's real no definitive answer other than the fact that the birds had a problem. Alfred Hitchcock, if he was only around to hear about it. Yes, exactly. He would appreciate it. He'd be making a movie. I'm sure somebody's already writing a screenplay for this right now. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I do feel bad for those people, though. You know, I love New Year's. I love New Year's Day. I love the idea of the fresh start, the clean slate. You know, living here in California, it's generally very beautiful on New Year's Day. It's very sunny and nice for the parade and all those fun things. So if you lived in Arkansas and you woke up to a cold, dreary January 1st morning with about 500 dead birds on your lawn, that would bum me out. That would put me in a bad mood for the new year. Uh, absolutely. And especially hungover and looking out your front window and seeing dead birds everywhere. That would be a huge drag. I, um, yeah, I, I guess, though, you know, it, that's, isolated to a pretty small area still. It's not like it was like every city in the whole state of Arkansas. You know, I mean, right. you think you think about how big Southern California is. A thousand birds falling out of the sky probably would encompass maybe like I don't know. The like let's say the corners the four corners of uh mountain and foothill. Right. You know, most, I mean, yeah. that area. I mean, I'm just saying it's a relatively probably small area, you know. Because well, it, two it's, summers ago, we had that West Nile virus, which is an issue out here for livestock and animals um, because of mosquito bites. And I think it was crows that were getting bit by the mosquitoes. And every time you turned around, there was a dead crow laying, you know, on the street, around, whatever. There were lots of dead birds. They didn't all die at once, but they they were... Uh, plummeting, so to speak. Uh, you you don't have um, what do they call them? They're uh, vultures out there, do you? I've never seen one out here. No. The reason I ask is because here in Florida we have vultures, and when really? you have something, yeah, when you have something die, like a raccoon or a squirrel or whatever. Mm-hmm. The vultures take care of the business. <laughs> Yummy. You know? Well, they do. Very cartoon-like, but they got to do what they got to do, right? They do. We, we call them cape turkeys out here because they're on the cape and they look like big turkeys. Uh, <sighs> until you get close and realize, 
and you realize they're a vulture. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Okay. Well, I know not to lay in one spot too long. And they eat. They they eat anything. They even eat each other. They're cannibalistic. Oh, really? Yeah. But they That's only never eat, the sign of a smart species, right? Well, they only eat another bird if it's dead. So if it's been hit by a car, you know, it's not it's not atypical to drive through Florida somewhere and see a bunch of vultures grabbing an animal, pulling it away out of the road to devour it. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. To, well, I'm trying to think of a California equivalent of an animal that um, does the same sort of thing. I don't know if we have any. Is it carrion? Is that a bird that eats dead stuff too? I think so. Yeah, I don't know if if they um I think we have carrion in, in certain areas, but I've never right. necessarily come across any. You yeah. know, where we live, it's obviously very urban even though we're in the suburbs. Um I know where, you know, just in the dairy territories and stuff not far from here, when they have dead livestock and they leave it out to be collected, uh things happen to it. It's usually coyotes that get them. So, yeah. So, so we have the four-legged instead of the winged eaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do know that in Alaska that they worry about bald eagles because now they are so plentiful they swoop down and take people's uh, pets. I've heard that about the eagles. <laughs> yes. I think they've tried to protect you, them and now they're prospering, yeah. right? Yeah, you thought you had a dog. You thought you had a cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, speaking of vultures, what are the Navy people doing to this poor Captain Honor? Yeah, you know, I watched the video. And I've been I did, reading too. A, and I've been reading a lot about different people's opinions about it. And my first opinion was, you know what? He's a naval officer, and he should know better. That was my first thought. And I watched the videos, and I looked at it in perspective. And having been there, done that, started to realize that what I saw was not what everyone's trying to make it out to be. Like some major gay bashing, woman hating, profanity laden uh, tirades. That was not what this was. Not no. even close. This was, as it's been fed in some blogs online and things of that nature. Sophomore humor. No, something to lighten the spirits of the crew. I mean, just like in anywhere, not not every boss is going to be liked by everybody, but apparently this guy was pretty well a likable guy and was reasonable. And so here's a guy who won ships, helped win ships because of this great morale that the crew had. He won accolades as good as any ship could ever hope to uh, earn in a uh, couple-year deployment cycle. And now, after all of that happened four years ago, over the course of four years, he moved from that ship. Obviously, he got awesome fit reps, fitness reports, and he got promoted, and he's the CEO of the same ship. Congratulations, right? And uh, so anyways... You're going to tell me that nobody else knew what was going on? And even though he said, well, 
I'm responsible for the content and the captain and the admirals. They don't know and don't say to them. Now, they still have seen it. They've seen the first one and the second one and the third one and the fourth one. They must have got a kick out of it. Right. You know, at some point, those guys have seen the first one and said, okay, XO, that was funny, but knock it off. Not appropriate. Right. They would have put a kibosh on it had they really been concerned. Yes. That's right. They never did that. And so, what? and then to hold him responsible for these activities that were condoned, in my opinion, by the higher echelon of the Navy, long after the fact, says mm-hmm. something really bad. It sends a real bad message that you're, you're going to be held accountable for things that you were lauded for in the past, and now we're going to change our mind and now bash you for them. And what do you think this tie-in is? Okay, so people are saying it's a backlash for the don't ask, don't tell. So is it the people that didn't want don't ask, don't tell? And so they're just picking on any bad behavior now and saying that's going to lead to the detriment. What what is the – I don't understand their argument there. Well, it's pretty common in the military, at least what I've saw in the Navy, to have homoerotic humor. Uh-huh. You've seen it on you've seen it on the Drew Carey show, and he's a former Marine. Probably knew that. Okay. And so, if you watched his show and his comedy, it, it was done that way. And um, in the regular military, it's pretty common for guys to, you know, make jokes to, you know, uh, push your your sexual buttons. Right. I, I mean, I, why did we do it? I, I can't tell you other than just to either make you mad to see how mad they can make you, and then what you do is yeah. you're supposed to blow that off. You're supposed to go, that don't bother me. I right. work with you guys. I take showers with you guys. I am not yeah. here to, I'm not here to, you know, do any of those things. Uh-huh. And, and so then it becomes like no big deal, and everybody knows it's no big deal. But for some reason – People feel that what he was really trying to say is that homosexuality is a bad thing, and by ridiculing people, by calling them gay, he's saying that, well, being gay is bad. Well, maybe he is. <laughs> I'm not – and I, I, but I don't really think that's really what he is doing. I just think that um, the, the military has basically had a ban on homosexuality for the last – forever. Right. You know, at least out in the open. So, right. So, right. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's just behavior that isn't openly looked upon as being um, what most guys would do. And and you know what? Even as gay, uh, the military accepts and transitions to have gays in the military, I don't think you're going to see fifty to eighty percent of the ship all become gay. No. It, it's mostly still going to be. I mean, what is the the public's uh, heterosexual? Five percent, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, five to ten percent, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that the the majority of the homosexual community is going to go. Oh, they opened the doors! Woohoo! We're coming in. Yeah, it it doesn't. It's like it's that whole legalization argument of anything. Just because it's legalized doesn't mean everybody's going to do it. And I I don't understand that. I don't understand this relieving him of his command as having anything to do with don't ask, so tell. 
I, I just don't see that connection. And what I saw of the video, and I watched most of that one, um, with the exception of, like, the last two or three minutes of it, that the gay bashing that he does by using the word fag, he's saying it to himself because he's all three of those people in that opening scene. So I don't, I don't even really get that that's so bad. I, I don't know. Well, the whole thing with that was that the um, – the, the the alter egos that he had there were right. actually representative of different communities on board the carrier. Right. So you had your, your weapons people and your aviator people. And so, you know, he represented in that persona a whole class of people, like maybe a couple thousand people were represented by that one guy. So it's like this one group of people was calling another group of people a bunch of fags. I just, I don't know, I just don't see the uproar. I don't. But it's no, it's no different than calling them weenies or jerks or sissies or exactly. whatever else you exactly. want to call them. Whatever other derogative term you could put their manhood into question. That's right. And then what yeah. did he do? He turned around and he flipped the other guy off, you know? And it right. Was so like, he was defending himself. It didn't seem like yeah. it was that big of a deal. Did you it see was. John Stewart's take on it last night? No. I, I need to watch the Daily Show and find, here, see that. I'm sure it was good. It, well, you know, it was interesting. Actually, um, kind of left me a little bummed. I, I love John Stewart. I think he's very funny. I think he's very smart. His – he was trying to make a joke, and his take on it was that, you know, they relieved him of his duty, and so now he doesn't ship out, and I think the ship's sailing very quickly right. towards Afghanistan, okay? Sure. And right. that, you know, if they wanted to punish him, relieving him of his duty – wouldn't be punishment at all. It's, you know, giving him a break for this bad behavior to not go to Afghanistan. And and so he was trying to make a joke of that, that, you know, put him back on the ship, that's more punishment. Ultimately, being a naval commanding officer, not being on his boat going into a war zone is the worst punishment, I'm sure. So his joke kind of missed in my mind, but I don't know. It, it, was, it was interesting. You know, I think he's kind of a got a little bit of a much-to-do-about-nothing attitude about it, too. So, Well, I would hope. Cause I, I, yes. I tend to believe that you're seeing a whole bunch of people go, well, see, so the bleeding-heart liberals that are against uh, this guy. But I can't believe that. I would think that who cares, you know? I mean – Well, and it was the Navy that, that did it. It's not like – there was nobody – these aren't civilian people relieving him of his command, right? Well, I think that it's civilians within the Department of Defense that are okay. pushing it. And so the, the you know, the brass are like, uh, okay. And then it didn't help that the whatever the Virginia Times or whatever it was published it on their website. Yeah, that's and true. that's what kind of put the nail in the coffin for him. <laughs> but I don't know. And the joke is on the video Yes, he's a bad actor, but he does come off as likable to me, or as likable as a Navy commander can be. I know he has to be very serious, so I, I just didn't. I'm not offended, well, so maybe there were girls in the video having fun, yeah. and yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, there were. <laughs> you don't have to edit that out. It's fine. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and 
out that you have to take a three-minute shower. Right. Yeah, otherwise because, there's no hot water for anybody else. Because, and, yeah. Because the water is at a premium. So they were making a joke about, you know, let's uh, shower together. You know, and they right. saw the showers. The showers are tiny. They're little tiny boxes. That's what it's like on the submarine, too. And so that's what they were kind of saying is, you know, okay, we'll, we'll play your little game and we'll just shower together. And so they had like two guys uh-huh. showering. And, but it, and so it, it leaned on that same homoerotic joke. Right. But they weren't bashing gays in it. They were just kind of no. making fun of the idea. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So anyway. And whoever those two soldiers or, or sailors were, I mean, they were awfully brave to do that. So, yeah. Well, Interesting. Well, yeah. And, and you know what? And see, that's the whole thing is that and, and you see it on submarines and you probably can obviously see it on aircraft carriers and stuff like that. When you are in close quarters with people that you work with day in and day out, and it's out at sea, it's 24-7, you have another relationship. And it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a friendship relationship that allows you to, you know, have a, a layer of trust that you wouldn't even have with a normal coworker that you only work with eight hours a day. It's just different. Yeah, you're, you're spending your life with these people 24 yeah. hours a day. Yes. Yeah. And in a life threatening situation sometimes, too. So. Oh, yeah. Those guys are all going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what was our last? You know, we were going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Get into it. Yeah. Did you do that this year? No, but I believe that I believe. I am highly confident. Because but bottom she, line, if she did, do you like? Would you do it or not? Do you, do you believe in it? Do you care? What What's your? I your think case? it depends on who you regift to. That's. I, I know oh that's wow! Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. maybe family you shouldn't regift, but friends or acquaintances you could regift. I think that if you get a gift from, let's say, your work. Mm-hmm. And, or or something or something like some gift exchange thing, which you know where they they go. Okay, all the gifts have to be under twenty bucks or whatever it is, and they and you get like a snowman, <laughs> a little stuffed animal snowman. Yes, yours. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, and then you know that you're going to another gift exchange somewhere else. You can regift it for the gift exchange. That's fair. But, yeah. I, I think as long as you don't open it, whatever you do, you're not allowed to open a, a gift for a re-gift, in my opinion. So that's kind of my take is that, you know, you don't want to re-gift something. And I wouldn't do it to a, a relative. That right. wouldn't be fair. Well, or you could re-gift it, but say, here, I got this at work, and I just, I won't use it, and I thought you might like it for your snowman collection. I wouldn't give it to them as their primary gift. I would give it under the office that I was re-gifting it to them. Oh, well, see, that's a completely different thing. I'm I'm talking about where somebody is hiding the fact that they've received this as a gift, they didn't like it, and they're giving it to you, but instead they make you think like, I spent this time searching for the perfect gift for you, and here it is. Here it is. So my my one niece gives her two sisters these gifts of the most gaudy, awful-looking jewelry that you've ever seen in your life. Oh, interesting. 
Okay. There's no way that she went and picked all this crap out. And believe me, it's crap. Crap? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And the fact is, here's the other part. Do you not, you have a a sister or a brother, right? I have a brother, yeah. A brother. You know your brother to some extent. Right. Right. You kind of know what he likes and what he doesn't. And you might know what he needs and what he doesn't. Because you communicate, you know, it's not like you're out of the loop. Yeah. Right. He lives with one sister. These two sisters, they live together, and the other sister's married. And, but they're not that age-wise far apart that they aren't in contact with each other. And uh, it's like stuff that there's no way she would ever like. You know, go get a gift card. Don't go for $550. Tell them it's $50 worth of jewelry. It was very expensive. And I had to go out and search in all these stores to get you this stuff. When you know that the sisters don't ever wear any jewelry, and they hate that. Yes. They're just like, hmm. So and I the would, girl who received it, what was, like, what did she say? Was she nice about it, or did she say nice, something? Nice to her, nice to her face. And everybody else told them how how crappy she got the worst gift in the world. Oh, <laughs> which I kind of like because I might do that too. Uh-huh. I can't. I'm sure I would be publicly gracious, and then privately I'd be going, "What the?" <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what she did. <laughs> we were oh dear. So okay, so the girl that that we think the. Alleged regifter. Is yeah. there, does she have a financial crisis? Was she trying to appear generous without having to be generous? Was she, what, what do you think her motive was? You know, I have no idea. I do not know. Right. But she's not financially destitute. She's probably okay. the best, best of any of her uh, two sisters. She's the middle of so the So the least likely to be, you know, doing it out of money and financial reasons. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. And does she do well on other gifts? Is she traditionally a bad gift giver? Well, this is why people are a little pissed. That she gave her boyfriend's sister, chipped in with her boyfriend, to buy her that her a $250 iPod Touch. Oh, dear. Oh. One of the brand new ones. So her own sister, she gets fifty dollars worth of jewelry to someone who's, you know, not an even an in law because they aren't married. But, you yeah. Know, kicks out, kicks out one hundred and twenty five dollars towards that person. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look good to the family. So they're like, you know, and then and then it's like crap. Buy me crap. Get her an iPod Touch. What the uh, hell? Yeah, I'd rather have the iPod. Come on. You know? Oh, I mean, that's tough. And if you're the receiver of the bad gift, it's like you can't, it's hard to complain because then it makes you look petty. But come on, a little bit of thought needs to come into this. Yeah. yeah you can't say it's a thought that counts when there's no thought into it. Well, I mean, I just kind of believe that that girl that she gave the iPod touch Gave her hundred dollars worth of junk jewelry. Jewelry. She, she just turned around and gave it. And she turned around and said, "Oh, here's your gift." You know that she did an early gift exchange with her friends, and then they gave her crap. And she goes, "Oh, well, I know what to do with this." 
Oh, that's tough. Well, I did not get anything this year that I would reject. Everything I got, I really liked. Um, I'm trying to think if I have re- – I have regifted gift cards. Oh, gift cards? Yes. Uh, that's not a bad thing. I, I have – uh, J.P. has an anti-chain restaurant stance. He doesn't like the Applebee's, the Chili's, and, you know, places that I love. He doesn't enjoy those. So we'll really? rarely go to those. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah he, he's not a, fa- a fan of chain restaurants. So, yeah, wow. he has to be hard-pressed, which is interesting because, you know, where we live, unfortunately, and in, in this day and age, everything's a chain, so it makes dining out sometimes difficult. So, of course, if the chain is Lowry's or Morton's or whatever, somehow he sees above that, but if it's Applebee's or Chili's, He's not, he's not into it. <laughs> so I know he's re-gifted. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, what, is there a make or break? Is there just certain ones, or is it all, everything, like all, no Olive Garden, no Red Lobster, no, uh, no, yeah. no Carabas? Is, are all those out? It's pretty much all out, yeah. All out. Yeah, he'll eat fast food and fast food chains. But, um, and he'll occasionally go to Mimi's, because Mimi's has some other things that he likes. But it's still, it would be the last place on his list that he would choose to go. Wow. I know, huh? I will have to say that Southern California has very good individualized restaurants, as well as classic chains, so that, I mean, there's enough places that you can go and have a decent meal. Right. the one thing that you get with the chain is if you're not in your hometown and you don't know where to go to eat, you get consistency of food. Right, exactly. It's like you know what you're going to get. To eat. You don't have to guess and go, well, I wonder what's good here, and then you know, go take a chance on every dining experience. Right. Of course, now with the Internet, you can look it up go, oh, is this place any good? Oh, three stars. Three stars. Now, yeah, you'll go. It's, I mean, it makes it sound like he's really unflexible that he he will do it. It's just not his first choice. So, so we've rejected um, restaurant gift cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think, but I think that's about it. I don't think I've, I've been a bad regifter. I am a bad gift buyer. I I struggle with what to get people. I give a lot of gift cards because I think they're fun. I know a lot of people think there's not enough personal flavor to that, but I like getting them, so I like giving them. Uh, it's hard. I, I struggle with buying gifts. I, well, especially time. It does take time Yes. to gift people. It's not something that just, you know, especially if you have a lot of people. I mean, well, here's the other thing. If you're ship, shipping gifts, forget it. Yeah, forget well. it. Just, just get it online or send them gift cards. <laughs> Yeah, if the shipping if shipping's free, that's great. But otherwise, the gift card is great because yeah. uh, we did that one year. We shipped a whole bunch of toys from Florida to California. We paid like fifty dollars to ship it. Uh huh. It's fifty dollars extra they could have spent on more stuff. Right. Why are we wasting this money so that we can show that we spent time being caring and picking out that individual item for them? Screw that. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. 
they're little babies. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. It's okay. Yes, I hear you on that. And you know what? And if they're an adult, I don't know what's in their house that they need. Maybe they need a new something that I couldn't possibly know. But they get right. the money and they can go to Macy's or Kohl's or Bid Bath and Beyond and pick out that really cool, you know, coffee maker. Right, and that's what they wanted, and you wouldn't have known that. And, yeah, that's that's what I think it's hard to greet that way. Good times. How are you doing on your resolution so far this week? <laughs> well, let's see. What am I doing on my resolutions? Well, I need to get out there and get some miles in. So we'll be working yes, on that. Yes, you do. If, I, if, it's too, if it's too dark tonight, I will have miles in this weekend for sure. There will be making up sessions this weekend, even if I have to walk Good. a little bit. Right. You can put some distance walking in there. That counts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as yeah. I said, that walking definitely counts. Anything that gets yeah. you out there, and it has, but it has to be specifically done for the purpose of that. For exercise, yes. Yes. You can't go, well, I think I'm going to go food shopping, so I'm going to turn on my Nike Plus. And as I walk around the store, I'm counting those miles. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. It has to raise your heart rate substantially to count. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's fair. Um, I'm trying to remember what some of your resolutions were. So I had mine on the list. Oh, you said you did some writing. Good. And uh, I did did paint up that one wonderful piece of self-portrait art. That's the only one I'm doing, by the way. And I only did it because... You asked me about doing a self-portrait, and I said, no, I don't do self-portraits, but it, that was actually too interesting to pass up, so I did it. I, <laughs> I love it. I like it. <laughs> well, and I think, but see, I think you should limit yourself. I think you should continue to do them because the first one of anything is, you know, you're still dialing it in. You have to do a couple more. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to grab one of your pictures. I'm going to do a picture of you. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I love it. Yes. <laughs> then, Hold on. I might we... be able to send you something better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need the most flattering shot I can get. <laughs> the camera has 10 pounds, and there's about eight cameras on me, so. <laughs> yes, and speaking of pounds, that's my resolution. You know, one of my resolutions was the weight loss goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it is every day in life, and and this week has been a challenge. So it's funny. I was so excited, thinking, okay, the holidays are over and life will go back to normal. But there's still all this stuff in the house from it. So I'm still trying to battle the beast of temptation. But hopefully that will be resolved by the weekend when I've done some purging of cupboards. So yeah, well, uh, yeah, I understand that. Actually, during that whole time period, we ate out so much, I stopped buying food. Just decided not even to have it. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't have a lot of stuff in the house. Although I have some leftover spaghetti. I want to... Spaghetti is always good. That's always good, especially leftover because it's had a day to uh, sit around and marinate. So, good for you. Yeah. uh, You know, talking about weight loss, I was watching Dr. Oz. Yes. he has a, he's an interesting guy. I, I mean, I, it's not like a show I catch religiously. We, 
my wife, she records it using the DVR and says she wanted to see a couple of different things that he had going on there. One was about artificial sweeteners. Oh, what do you have to say about that? uh, Basically, use it in moderation, but realistically, find things like honey or stevia or something like that rather than things of the other nature. That was the gist. But the other one was this weight loss thing and what they recommended that you do for weight loss, how you can change your diet without drastically changing the diet. And one of the things he talked about was increase your take of fiber, he said. And he showed, did this little demo, and he said, said, here's a bunch of fiber, and he stuck it into a jar, and then he, you know, then he put in all of the other food, and he said, see, basically you get the fiber and you put it in, and then it doesn't make a lot of room for all the rest of the food, and you feel full a lot sooner. So eat fiber first, and then you'll feel full. That makes sense, and it's pretty uh, easy advice. Yeah, and that and drink yeah. a lot of water before you eat was the other thing he said, and you know, get full on other things on water and stuff like that first. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because that fills you up too. So those were the big things. I. I don't necessarily believe that calorie thing about if you drink cold water that you burn more calories to a significant to a significant amount. And he said that, right. and I was like, I kind of think that was debunked by science. Well, your body has to work to warm it up, right? That's the premise. Yeah. But just think, was... isn't it like four calories an ounce or something of water? So I, I thought I'd heard that number. I could be wrong. I just heard that it was so negligible that it's not even a realistic thing to tell people to do. Yeah, because you can burn that same amount of calories warming up ice cream, probably, but that doesn't make it good for your system, right? Well, I mean, you know, water in a self is zero some calories anyways. But if it's zero calories, how can you say it's a negative calorie? Because that's what he's essentially saying is if you drink cold water, you're uh, drinking negative calories. Oh, you're creating a deficit. Yeah, that seems a little far-fetched. They they need to put that on uh, Penn & Teller or Mythbusters. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Give people good advice. Don't give people false hope. Well, it's like, I don't remember they were saying that if you eat, I think they said if you eat celery sticks, that the act of of chewing them will create more caloric burn than burn. celery stick actually has. Because you're using your jawbone and yeah, muscles yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Pause the podcast. I got to get some celery. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'll start burning calories however I can. Hmm. So if you chew on taffy or something that's really chewy, then that ought to be like going to the gym. Exactly. <laughs> I think I burn enough calories just slapping my lips all day talking. I'm telling you. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So. so. All right. Well, so our resolutions are in full force, and we'll, we'll keep track of those at least through the rest of January and see how we do. Come February 1st, we may drop them all, but at least through January, we'll pay attention. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our podcast for the day. Please join us again next week. We'll have another podcast out. 
hopefully sooner than later. All right. Well, you guys take care. And for Teresa, I'm Jed. Have a great one.